The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are uh, recording a day earlier than we normally do, and we just recorded a Top 5 Movies interview episode with Tom E. Brown, and um, we're, we're kind of on a nice little euphoric high, I think, because we had a great conversation with Tom. We can't wait for you to hear that episode. It should be dropping on March 8th. Um, it is going to be a part of back-to-back top five movie episode interviews. Usually we've been alternating, but I'm going to be at South by Southwest that week. So I think that's how that's going to drop. So uh, you'll have um, Michelle Miller will drop this coming Thursday. And then the following Thursday will be Tom's interview. And man, what a great guy. Um, what'd you think, Corey? Oh, so nice. It was really fun talking to him and he had fun too, which I think made he it did. better. Yeah, he was genuinely, I think, genuinely enjoyed talking to us, which makes it for a great conversation. Um, just a super nice guy who made a great movie called Pushing Dead that I can't encourage enough. Um, it will be available soon on VOD in April, so keep your uh, eyes out on whatever platforms you use. I don't know if it's going to be, uh, I'm assuming it'll be VOD to rent or buy um, first, so I don't. I wouldn't expect Netflix or Hulu or Amazon to have it right away. Well, Amazon will have it to rent, but Netflix and Hulu, I don't think, will have it to stream right away. But like, if you use Vudu or iTunes, um, just keep your eyes out for April. Pushing Dead. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I got to see it at the Florida Film Festival last year in 2017. Um, it's been touring the festival circuit, doing very well. And I, I was, I reached out to Tom about doing the interview episode, and he was very gracious. And I, as the episode proves, he was amazing. So. Um, can't wait for you to hear that. That'll be coming very, very soon. Um, but we're not going to talk about our other podcasts on this podcast. That'd be weird to do a podcast about podcasts. So instead, uh, Corey, how you been? This week is better than last, slightly. Um, I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready to sleep in. I'm ready to not have so much emotional distress in my life. Um, but uh, it's I'm getting better. I'm feeling more like myself. How about you? That's very good. I am getting more and more nervous uh i will be traveling right. soon one week in fact i will be heading off to austin texas for the south by southwest film festival um i am very excited mind you like i can't wait to go but i'm also very very nervous about just everything that could go wrong because i i'm a bit of a spaz so i start to panic about oh what if this happens or how am i going to get there and it's going to cost a lot of money and i'm trying to eat healthier um i do want to talk for just a brief moment uh, we are recording very late, too, and I have to get up very early in the morning, so I, we are going to try to make this a shorter episode, but um, Kevin Smith, who I've talked about many, many times, he is a he's why I started podcasting. Um, he was one of the first podcasters I listened to. Him and Chris Hardwick um, were the first two podcasters uh, that I really was avidly listening to um, and was definitely one of the main influences I started to podcast. Um, I woke up Sunday morning opened my phone, opened Instagram because uh, I had some notifications. And the first thing I see, though, is Kevin Smith in a hospital gown. And I'm like, what's this? And I scroll down and he wrote this very long Instagram post that he had um, a major heart attack. And I don't like to talk about myself very much, especially not physically, but I am overweight. Um, uh, it's something that I've uh, struggled with most of my life. 
and um, I gotta say that it, it not only made me feel terrified about losing somebody that well doesn't know me, um, but someone that is a big influence on my life. Like him dying would would have affected me even more than I would have thought because just him having the heart attack really hit hard. But also knowing that if I don't get my life together and health wise, that I could follow in that same same path of having a heart attack and whatnot and Sunday was a very existential day for me as a result I was I was I had a little bit of a breakdown um just for a few moments but um he is out of the hospital he's doing well from what he's uh he's not shy about sharing his life on social media for sure but um it was it was a crazy kind of eye-opener of a moment and so traveling I know I'm going to be eating out like every meal because I won't be home and so, like, that adds to that stress. Like, I know I need to be getting healthy, and it's like, well, traveling to Austin, Texas during a film festival isn't the best time to be able to get healthy because uh, what, what else but, am I going to eat? But hold on, because I don't know about your hotel, but even when Bill and I travel, I love fruit. I eat fruit all the time, and I love vegetables, but those usually take preparation. But, like, a lot mm-hmm. of hotels will have, like, a continental breakfast or a free breakfast, and I just, like, yeah. I go steal extra fruit. That's and a I good keep idea it in our room. to keep it keep it like with me yeah yeah i'm trying to i've been eating i've been eating better this year um still bad like still way bad like awful because i have again i have i have issues with food but um i have eaten a lot more fruit this year than i think i have in my whole life i've learned a lot about fruit like fruit has been a a myth to me apparently because like when i went to go shopping for fruit as an adult which was recently i didn't realize how many types of pears there were we had a conversation Mm, about pears pears all day yeah (laughs) yeah and like um i didn't know how many different types of oranges like i felt very like my eyes were open to a whole new world of not junk food this year and um because again that's been kind of a goal um and doing what i do takes up so much of my time Mm -hmm. and like i know it's dumb it's such a dumb thing to be like well I don't have time to, to worry about my health because I got to watch a movie and write a review about it and then do lesson plans and grade eight, eight, you know, 800 essays and whatever. It's such a dumb mindset because if I die, I don't get to do any of that stuff, you know? So health should be number one. Um, but it is like, it's very hard to break routine at this point. So it is, it's a struggle. I don't mean to get too deep It takes a lot of planning here, too, though. It takes a lot of planning to like eat and cook healthy and like fresh food doesn't stay good as long as no junk food like that and we talked about this before like i don't buy produce at walmart because the next day it's gonna be junk you know and it's like it's just hard to plan because if you're gonna Mm -hmm. eat healthy i hate grocery shopping i haven't gone grocery shopping in like two weeks so i have some cuties that are still hanging on that's my favorite (laughs) orange but um you know it's hard to like do that i understand i'm with you yeah I went grocery shopping tonight before the podcast. You should but... have went grocery shopping for me. It's only the uh, other corner of the United States. Yeah, no you big know, deal. it's all good. But um, sorry to get so deep there on the podcast, folks. We are going to talk movies, we promise. Although that was movie adjacent. Um, Corey, what have you uh, been watching this week? Okay, so for a while, I've been wanting to rewatch Steel Magnolias. Because I love Steel Magnolias, and I mean, you have Dolly Parton, Olympia Dukakis, Sally Field, you have everybody that was anybody in the 90s, um, and Julia Roberts, but, uh, so I wanted to watch that, but I had to stop at the part that Shelby collapses, I couldn't go any further, um, and then I let my, my friend that I go to the movies with, almost every week, 
um, pick the movie. We, like, try to take turns picking movies. And she picked Game Night last night, and I was really oh. nervous about it. I was like, what is she getting us into? This is going to be two hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. But it was actually really funny. Yeah. We no, died. I, I loved it. We died the whole time. I don't know how it would hold up on, like, subsequent viewings, but uh, I, I loved it. It was so funny. And the crowd was fun, and everybody was laughing. And I like Rachel McAdams. I know a lot of people hate on her, but I like her. Um, Do they? Uh, yeah, I was just reading an article uh, like earlier today about uh, top ten overrated actors, and she was one wow. of them. And I'm like, maybe really? she's a one-trick pony. I can get it, but she's good at what she does. Um, like, what was that movie we just watched? Not the Tech uh, About Power Time. Thing. About yeah, Time last week. Yeah, she was week. so good in it. And yeah. Ah, uh, I yeah, people hate on her. And Regina George in Mean Girls. Um, yeah. And I thought she was fantastic in Spotlight um, from 2015. And uh, I don't know. I just, in fact, my review of Game Night, I I said that she's recently become an actress who gets my, my I will watch a movie because she's in it pass. Like, um, because of the last two movies I saw with her. I loved her in Game Night. I thought she was so charming. And her comedic timing with Bateman was so spot on. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this man it was hilarious and i didn't so i didn't know anything about this movie before i went in except that it was a comedy i'd never even seen a trailer and i knew it had those two in it and then michael c hall was in it i don't know if that's like a it he's on the imdb page pretty early on so it's not okay. a spoiler although he is he is kind of a surprise of where he comes into the like movie. what and yeah. all i could remember was michael i couldn't even remember his whole name at the time but i thought it was really funny i don't usually go for comedies so people go watch it. Well, the guy that was uh, his, with him, I don't want to like say what role the guy had, but the kind of yeah. muscular guy yeah. is a uh, WWE wrestler. I felt like um, I recognized him, but I didn't know from what, but I don't yeah, watch he, wrestling. He, he used to wrestle in TNA, um, which was based out of Orlando for a long time. And then uh, he's currently in WWE's developmental organization called NXT. But like, um, I follow him on Facebook and Twitter. Like, He's a pretty down-to-earth guy from what I've seen on social media. And... Um, I'm watching the movie. I'm like, that looks like Gunner. And then uh, I it was like I had to like dig through the IMDb credits to like finally like because they he didn't have a picture I don't think showing on the on my app. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there he is. And sure enough, there he is, the guy that I've I've watched wrestle many times. He recently um he broke his finger like really Ooh. bad during a match and was like, tape it up. I'm going again. Like that's he's a tough guy and um he he's really good. And he didn't have a big part, but what he does in the movie I thought was great. Um, which is also on my watch list this week, by the way. Um, was there anything else on yours? Mm, no. Okay. So I'm going to jump. Three. You got, you did, you saw more than usual. That's for sure. Um, I saw game night. Like I said, uh, I saw mute on Netflix, um, which I do not recommend anybody watch. Uh, unfortunately, Duncan Jones is upset with critics that, uh, were being mean apparently, um, and I, I don't want to be, I, I really, I went in, I am a fan of moon. I like this. I like source code. I think I need to rewatch source code, but, uh, I like Warcraft, which got hated on really hard by critics. And I wrote a very positive review about Warcraft. So I'm on a Duncan Jones. Like I want you to do well. It doesn't mean because I want you to do well. I won't say your movie's bad. Good. Yeah. I, I just talked about how Kevin Smith having a heart attack made me like question my own life and almost cry. Well, not almost. I broke down and cried. But I gave him a scathing review of Yoga Hosers because Yoga Hosers is not a good movie. 
and I still love Kevin Smith, and I want him to make another movie. I hope it's better than Yoga Hosers. I want Duncan Jones to make another movie. I hope it's better than Moon. Um, that said, I watched Every Day, a new uh, Quantum Leap type uh, rom. Uh, it's not a rom com, but it's a like teen romance um, with uh, Angeris Rice, uh, who was in um, The Nice Guys a couple years ago. She was Ryan Gosling's daughter in that movie. Uh, she is a terrific actress, and the movie's good. It's not perfect, and I hate saying that. I gotta stop saying that, but it's it's definitely a good movie. It's worth watching. Um, it's not the most. There's better teen romances out there, but the premise is interesting, and the acting is really really well done. Um, I'm gonna speed through these last couple. I promise. Uh, I watched Love and Friendship and The Square um, for my February Take Five challenge with. Uh, Big Tuna, who's been on our podcast before, um, we we both challenged each other to oh. five movies, and I had uh, I had to watch Fifty Shades Free Freed earlier this month. Um, I watched Love and Friendship, The Square, Chicago, which we watched for this episode, which we'll be getting to in just a few moments, and um, that's three. There was one more. I'm blanking on what. Oh, Landline, which was really good. Um, the Square is a uh, foreign film. It's actually nominated for uh, the best foreign fi- uh, feature films, best foreign language films for the Oscars. That's happening this Sunday. Um, oh. It's really interesting. It has a, a similar tone um, to like a Yorgos Lanthimos type film. Um, it's dark humor, uh, some really uncomfortable scenes and some surrealist elements for sure. A uh, very intriguing movie. Um, Love and Friendship is not for me. It's Victorian period. Try- it is based on a Jane Austen novel. Or novella. I do like time periods, but that one I just had a hard time getting into. I didn't even finish it. I like period pieces. I don't like that period. Yeah. That is the period that just instantly bores me. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about the Victorian era that just does not make me want to sit through it. I... But I, I found some humor in this movie, though. It is a comedy. <laughs> um, there's a character who shows up, and he's very much like kind of a dope. That's like a recurring, like name they kind of call him they don't use the word dope but it's implied dope is a a fairly good word um and he doesn't he's never seen the vegetable peas before and is just completely fascinated by these round little vegetables (laughs) rolling around on his plate and it cracked me up like that part really made me laugh pretty hard but yeah overall um i i watched quite a bit all of those are uh, reviews are up at BurkeReviews.com. So if you want to hear my thoughts or read my thoughts, I should say, uh, visit that and check those out. Um, all right. We're going to get into Chicago momentarily. Before we do that, I want to plug a couple of things that I'm working on. Um, we had uh, a top five movie episode not too long ago with a guest, Matt Hudson, from What I Watched Tonight. And Matt and I, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm going to end up making a podcast with Tom. Who knows? Um, but... Uh-huh. Matt and I cl- clicked pretty well, and we decided to start um, a transatlantic movie podcast. So uh, Matt is based out of England. Oh, not England. Uh, out of Europe. I am based out of the U.S., so we are the bloody awesome movie podcast. We're going to do a monthly podcast um, that you can find at com or subscribe wherever you get your podcast, um, where we review four movies from the previous month. So our first episode just dropped um, earlier this week. And we look back at uh, some of the big releases from February. Uh, Matt and I both go see uh, selected films for that month. And then we, we give uh, un- spoiler-free reviews of those films in about an hour and ten minutes or so. Um, 
we the, last month we covered Black Panther, Fifty Shades Freed. Uh, we did two Netflix movies, uh, The Cloverfield Paradox, uh, and we ended up doing a bonus with Mute um, that we both watched the morning we recorded, and then um, Annihilation. So, which Corey, I just realized you have not seen Annihilation yet. I was hoping that was going to be our movie that we chose this week, but I get to choose next week. I know yes. I really want to see it. Ah, uh, you mean with your friend? I thought you meant yes. with the podcast. I'm like, I don't think we're doing Annihilation next we're week. We're totally okay. <laughs> going on a group. Everybody's invited. Everybody yeah. can come. We're, Everybody we're should see Annihilation. I, think, I will say. I think, go ahead. I think that movie is going to surprise me a lot in that no matter what I think that I'm going into, and I've already said this, it's not going to be anything what I'm expecting. And I, I will say, I think everyone should give it a chance, but know there is a good chance that most people won't like that movie. It is a true cerebral, uh, cerebral sci-fi film, um, so it will not appeal to mass audiences. Mm-hmm. But I say give it a chance because you never know. Um, sometimes things will click with you that maybe you wouldn't expect. It is, uh, at the very least, it is a cinematic experience that is deserving of a big screen. Um, so check out Annihilation. Um, and you can hear Matt and I talk about it if you listen to Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, Episode 1. Hey everyone, it's John Burke. You know how much I love movies. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you love movies too. And what we do here at Burke Reviews costs a little bit of money. It doesn't cost a fortune or anything, but none of us are rich. And that's where you come in. You can support BurkeReviews.com by either subscribing to our Patreon, where you can give a set amount to us monthly, a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, and ten dollars, and we're not asking you to just give us your money. You get perks for uh, signing up on our Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash Reviews and see exactly what those perks are, or you can go to Reviews.com and click on the Patreon link, and it'll take you right there. Um, but if you're not willing to commit to a monthly donation, which we totally understand, there's an option to just donate one time. Uh, if you go to BurkeReviews.com, on the right side of the page, you're going to see a donate button. And through PayPal, you can donate us any amount of money you wish um, for doing that. We will read your name on our uh, the next episode of the podcast, whether it's Burke Reviews Movie Club or Top 5 Movies after the donation is made. Um, with uh, our truthful, heartfelt thanks. Um, not to mention that one of the, the perks of being a subscriber is you get... Um, your name on our website as a uh, supporter of BurkeReviews.com. Um, it's hard to believe it's already been two in, two years and we're into year three already. Um, you know, we love what we do and we hope you love it too. So thanks for listening. Um, thanks for the support. And back to this podcast. Let's get into the stats on Chicago here. Uh, Chicago came out in 2002. The reason we're uh, reviewing it this week... Uh, I had never seen it. Corey, you said you'd seen this before, right? Yeah, once. Once. Um, ooh, that's not a positive sound, <laughs> folks. But uh, it did win Best Picture in 2003 at the Oscars, um, uh, among other awards. But the, uh, our theme this month are Best Picture winners that we missed. And I had not seen this. so And Sean also had challenged me to watch it. So it just balanced out. Um, two for one. Two for one, uh, which worked because I was super swamped. I have like three screeners I have to watch too uh, before I go to South by Southwest. Oh. So my they're piling up on me. I'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed and, and out of time. But um, hey, free movies uh, in the in the long run. But um, Chicago 2002 Best Picture winner, uh, well 2003 Best Picture winner came out in 2002. Rated PG 13 has an 82 Metacritic, 7.2 IMDb user rating. Stars Renee Zellweger. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Richard Gere, Queen Latifah, who was fantastic, I thought, 
um, and John C. Riley are your big stars in the film, uh, directed by Rob Marshall. Um, it is a musical done differently than uh, many other film musicals. Um, before we get into our spoiler review, we will do a general feeling review. And usually, Corey, I, I defer to you here, but I'm going to make you wait, especially because of the way you sounded. So uh, this <laughs> I, was my... I, I know where this is going. This was my first viewing of Chicago. And um, normally when we do Movie Club, I don't write a review. I just do the review on the podcast. But my that. review... I did have to write one because that was the the challenge part with Sean. Oh, I forgot about so, that. Um, I did post my review for Chicago. And I also think this review is going up on what I watched tonight. Because um, I do a deep dive um, column for him. Where I review movies that are uh, before 2010. And this is 2002. Um, so... It my this is kind of everywhere for me this one, but uh, I went in I, I I was very happy with La La Land because La La Land opened my eyes to a major flaw with my thinking that I was for a long time had this blatant statement that I didn't like musicals, and that was based off of two musicals basically. I've never been a fan of Grease because it's and a terrible I did, movie. I agree. I don't know why my wife loves it, but. Um, I've also, I didn't like the Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, Les Mis, um, which so many people love. I, I did, I did not enjoy it. I have not seen any other version of Les Mis, so I don't know if it's the story I don't like or if it's that production that I didn't like. And also I will give fairness to that movie. When I watched it, I did not want to watch it. I was kind of forced to watch it. And so I definitely could have gone in with a negative attitude and that's my memory of that movie. But nonetheless, for a long time, I had this like blatant statement, I don't love musicals. La La Land shattered that. Um, and then it became very clear to me that it wasn't musicals that I didn't like. It's very specific ones, which makes perfect sense. Uh, I don't think there's any genre of film that I hate. There are some that I am more partial to. Um, but I, there's a, every genre that I'm aware of, there's at least one or two movies that I love in that genre. So it was a dumb kind of pointless attitude I had. But... Um, when Chicago came out, I was in that mindset. So I had no interest in seeing Chicago and, um, I knew nothing about this movie. So needless to say, and this is not a spoiler because this happens in the first few minutes of the movie. Um, when Renee Zellweger's character shoots a man, I was completely shocked because I had no idea what I was in for. I thought I was in for like a story of a woman trying to make it in like the jazz industry (laughs) in the 1920s. And it, it, turns very quick to not being that um so i ended up loving this movie and my wife watched it with me which i can't always get her to do but uh somehow i convinced her to watch chicago with me and um i think we were both really into it and uh the weird thing about this musical is 90 percent of the songs take place in a alternate reality or an imagination or some some i definitely think are in the characters heads others it's not quite clear what the uh, correlation is to the performance versus what's real um and that's unique because most musicals we just have to accept that these characters are all well choreographed and know all the songs and there's music playing from who knows where we just accept that as the reality right and that is some people hate musicals for that reason they don't like that surrealist element uh, it's it I don't know. Like, I want to get lost in the movie, and I, uh, I just can't because it's just so. I have a hard time with musicals. Okay, 
so and a, a lot of people have had that issue. And I th- I think I used to maybe feel that way. I definitely used to complain about that with Grease. Um, but I think that was more like I didn't like the movie, so I just found something to latch onto to complain about, and that was an easy thing to point out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that okay. So here's the thing about Grease, and here's the thing about Chicago, and here's the thing about other musicals is they have good songs in them. But it doesn't mm-hmm. make the movie any better. Like, I could just listen to the song on its own and not know anything about the movie and enjoy the music. Like, Maybe. I, I like that song, Beauty School Dropout, from Grease. Ah, uh, yes, I think I agree. it's such a fun... And I do think that that scene is fun. And, like, uh, I love the song. I couldn't find the title. I think that it's, it's the one he had it coming in this movie and i like that song a lot i like that sequence oh, yeah. a lot the prisoner song right where they're all um singing about like the different they crimes did. they committed yes yeah like yeah i like that a lot but it just it's it's too it's too i don't want to say stark but it's too different from the rest of the movie they're like oh having this super duper you know serious conversation that i'm about to go to the gallows and then here i am singing a song with a mop and maybe this isn't you know, I don't know. That's. Uh, no, I mean, I can I can see your point. There is um some tonal issues with this film. There's definitely humor in this movie, uh, which you know comes in some dark places at times, um, and there's definitely the the serious crime tones, um, in the film, and even some there the, one of the the most shocking parts, and I, I don't I guess we should save some of this for spoilers, but um I'll stop there. In fact, before I say my thought, but. I, I found this movie uh, very entertaining. I thought the production design was was amazing. Um, both the musical numbers and the film itself. I thought the look of it was really great. The costuming was great. Um, and I again, I was I thought Queen Latifah was was really you know maybe a little underused, but when she got her her song, I think she only had one song, um, was so good. I was really really impressed because. I, I always think of her more rapper and less uh, vocalist, and she really gets to sing in that song, and um, I thought I enjoyed it very much. Oh, but I think she had you, two. Okay, maybe two. I I definitely but, don't remember. Um, that's I had to watch this earlier in the week, and I don't. I usually watch the movie like the day or two before we record, mm-hmm. and I'm I've I watched know. like three other movies since I watched this one, so my I brain on is. Sunday. Uh, you had you too. That's you're farther away than normal. I would think. Um, yeah. But I have extensive notes, mind you. I just don't think I caught that particular thing. Um, and also I've not looked at any of my notes. They're in, they're in my lap, but I have not read anything. I just have like three pages of notes. Um. So, I liked it, and it sounds like you didn't. Mm. Mm. Difference of opinion, folks, and I don't think I'm going to be able to sway her on this one. But before we get into the spoilers. Corey? Guys, we're going to talk about Chicago, which does just so happen to be from 2002, and you can probably find it in a $5 bin somewhere, or I don't think it's streaming on any of the services for Actually, free. it's streaming on two Amazon? Uh, sites. It's No. Not it's Prime. on Hulu and apparently Netflix. Oh. I didn't check check Netflix, but my students swore up and down this week that it's on Netflix. So okay. I think it is. Right. It's definitively on Hulu because I watched it on Hulu actually this week. Um, oh, I have it on DVD. I also have it on DVD, but I thought I had done the digital conversion. I usually I scan the barcode and I get it on Vudu, um, and I didn't, and I was I was lazy, so I just I I have a Hulu account, so I just went ahead and watched it there. But um, 
we're going to talk about this movie in some great detail, and if you don't like spoilers, you might want to stop here, go check out the movie, and then come back. Otherwise, we'll see him ahead. So, as we do, we jump around. We don't go from the beginning to the end. We're not here to break down the movie for you, but we're going to talk about things we liked and disliked, and I want to jump right right to the hanging sequence. Um, because while that scene was playing out, I, I love some of the visuals, the match cuts of like her walking up the... Uh, the actual gallows and then her walking up the uh the magician's like trick where she's gonna vanish um that was i did not awesome ex- it's a really cool scene but i didn't expect them to show any of the actual hanging i only expected <gasps> to see that from the magician side and uh, while we don't see her head or her neck or anything like that it's just but we still see her hands tied we see her Life fall yeah and I was not expecting that, um, especially because there is humor in this movie. So they this, this film does balance a lot of tones. And that, that seems so significant because that's when Renee Zellweger's character, Roxy, realizes that she's actually in trouble now. Because when she gets in prison, Queen Latifah's mama is selling her on the idea that for, 47 women have been brought here and none of them have been hung. Like, you're, you're probably fine. Well, now one has finally been hung and I... she starts to realize, uh-oh. Uh, well, also, first of all, let's talk about something. Roxy Hart mm-hmm. is a floozy, and I didn't feel Big bad time. for her one itty bitty bit. That's I true. She is not a sympathetic character. Bad for her. I didn't. I didn't feel bad for any of them except for the girl that got hung, because she's the only one that a we couldn't understand because she doesn't speak English, and b the whole time she's proclaiming with like the three words of English she can say that she's innocent and she really does seem like she doesn't belong, and. Mm. Like, I just didn't care about any of these. I didn't care about them. And I'm just, how can I feel bad for you? You're exactly where you should be. You thought that sleeping with some man was going to get you ahead and, ugh. Oh, duh. That, Corey, yeah? this is the trend with you. What? You don't, I don't like, like floozies. movies. No, not just floozies. Yeah. Movies with, like, negative characters, like Chinatown, um, Brick, this, where the characters are not redeemable people. Um, You tend to not like those. There we go. And I, I do. I, I don't. And again, not always, because don't breathe. One of my biggest criticisms was that I never I didn't care if any of those people survived the horrors that they brought them upon themselves. Um, so I'm not always a fan of movies like that. But um, I think one John C. Riley's character, Amos, I, is so sympathetic. And uh, oh, I hated her with all my guts. Um, the only movie that I remember I don't, I don't know. Renee Zellweger has never been one of those. Oh my God, Renee Zellweger's in it. Um, I've never watched any of the Bridget Jones movies, never been interested. I only like an Empire Records. I was about to say, I'm like, are that's, you forgetting Empire Records? No, that's because... the only movie that I can think of that I love that she's in. And I've, um, go ahead. No, I, no, no, no. Um, I think she's in Me, Myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey, and I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love that movie, but I do find it funny. I uh, Jerry Maguire is still on my gap list. I don't think I've ever oh, sat through the I whole movie. I watched that in such a long time. And uh, I've, I've definitely seen it, but I don't think I've watched it from beginning to end. I um, just I, don't like shitty people, I guess is what we're getting to. And excuse my language. Yeah. but No, it's okay. Um, I did, in the um, sequence with John T. Riley, the, uh, oh, Mr. Cellophane. Mm-hmm. And he yep. does. He works, like, 14-hour days to try to make a life for her, and she doesn't work. And she thinks she's going to be, like, some famous... I did like the costuming in this. Like, their beaded mm-hmm. dresses and stuff. I do like that 
that time period. Um, I, ugh, I love it. Like, just throwing a curveball. Apparently, she's in Reality Bites. What? Um, Who yeah, she, she plays Bites? a character named Tammy. I don't know. It's got to be a small part. Um, and she's uncredited in Days and Confused, which means she's an extra somewhere. But um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of scrolling through her IMDb to see if I agree with you. Um, yeah, I've not seen several of her bigger films. Um, oh, she is in the oh, B movie. Oh, she's the she's the floozy in Reality Bites. She's one of the to be first fair, women. She's that the floozy in Empire Records too. She is right. So, so this just says something about your character. I think. No, I'm kidding. It does kill me when an actor and actress always gets cast as the same type of person. It makes me wonder if they really are that type of person. Oh, like if I they're mean, I mean all the time, or if they're like crazy. I mean, it's possible for sure. I mean, Jennifer Jason Lee definitely gets kind of She's typecast crazy. a lot um, as crazy lady. Yeah. And I, I don't know her, so I don't no, know if she is crazy or not. But I like her. I, I just it, I think it's funny when people they get pigeonholed in these type of things. But she's the first woman in the movie that Troy sleeps with. And then he throws her paper, her number in the yard. Ah, well, in this movie, um, she uh, she shoots her the man she's having an affair with. Um, and convinces her husband initially to take the rap for it, which was like, I was like, what? And then that twist, uh, like he, he realizes who the man was and that, Hey, he sold us our furniture. You liar. He's not a burglar. And he like he, you know, changes his story. She goes to jail. Um, we meet Billy Flynn at some point who is her attorney, which is Richard Gere, who, uh, I like Richard Gere. I don't, I don't love everything he's ever done, but I like him in, in certain roles and I, I thought he was really good in this. Oh, I didn't like his singing voice at all. No, I agree with that. It was I don't so think he bad. Has a good singing I'm voice. like, why did you have him sing? I, but I thought the songs that he sang didn't matter that he wasn't a good singer. Cause like, I love the ventriloquist bit when he's, oh, um, yeah controlling like the whole what that that whole message is i really appreciated um and um i also really liked the courtroom song um where he's you know like the circus where they they paint the, the courtroom as like a circus is that the razzle uh, I thought, dazzle yes i think that one is the razzle dazzle um i think i even made a note for that one um i didn't realize that danny elfman did some of the um score for this i guess it's showing it on the album oh i didn't know that either um i didn't i don't i mean to be fair that's a that's something i don't look at enough i don't always pay attention to who did the music and i should and um didn't this movie come out kind of close to moulin rouge when did moulin rouge come out because maya maya the singer that has disappeared mm -hmm. Um, yeah, she has. She I mentioned that when I was watching this. Like, what, yeah, I was like, what, what happened what the to hell? Maya? Maya, where did you go? Um, but she's in this, I think, for a very small part, and she does some of the music in it. Mm -hmm. And she, and at the same, like Moulin Rouge also had where they had Lady Marmalade that had like Pink and all these mm -hmm. different like singers that did these songs. And Christina I think that Aguilera. Um, yeah. I think that's interesting, and I want to know. That about. came out the year before, two thousand and one. Uh, Baz Luhrmann directed Moulin Rouge. I've actually never seen this movie. Um, Nicole Kidman, Ewan McGregor, John Leguizamo. I really should give this a go again. I would have skipped it because it was a musical, and at the time I had that bigoted mindset that I don't like musicals, um, which I do apparently. I do uh, when they work. Now I wouldn't say um, Chicago is flawless, mind you, and I can totally see 
why you don't care about the characters because they do have some very despicable qualities. Um, I mean, I'm a little more sympathetic to Catherine Zeta-Jones' character that her her husband and sister were sleeping together. But, like, most of these women, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, yeah, her character's story is crazy, too, because... She's she gets one of the only for sure musical performances that we see that's not in someone's imagination, um, which is the opening musical I, that, performance. I like that, and I didn't like I said it's been so long, so long since I've seen this that I didn't realize what was being set up when it's just her that shows up for the show, not her sister who they're a two person show. Oh, I can do it by myself, and she runs on stage and starts performing. Like that's not going to be the first place that the cops go to look for her, but yeah. Yeah, and I didn't expect – again, I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought I was getting into that. I thought it was going to be like she's going to try to make it. She's going to find it's really hard and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and that was not the story. I mean it is the story, but it's not the story because she ends up in jail. Um, and then she does become famous, but she's not famous. She's infamous. Um, and she doesn't seem to get the difference. She's really into like being in the headlines and being a star. And it's not until she gets out. Because I think that's what you're supposed to take from this, though, Corey. While the character is not likable, she doesn't for sure get what she wanted. We do see them performing at the end and implying that they've made it. But I question whether or not, you know, like, exactly how that worked out. You know, did it really, are they really famous? Are they just skating by, like, you know, or is it maybe reflective of the time period that it was a lawless time in chicago which they hint at multiple times um <laughs> that you know, that it's just, yeah that this is just it's a it's a time period where crime is running rampant um the police are crooked uh the lawyers are even more crooked i mean goodness billy flynn is, two thousand dollars he takes from her husband and he wants five thousand yeah. in the 20s i want to know what that equates to today that's a really good question i didn't even think that's about a that, lot of yeah i'm like two thousand dollars today <laughs> you know what i mean like that's a mm-hmm. lot of money today i can't imagine <sighs> yeah, it, you know, so I I don't think the movie is in any way encouraging the the despicable characters. I think it's, um, although she does, they do have a performance at the end, so it does look like they've won to a degree. And I hope that but, her horrible, awful self paid back her ex husband. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's so tragic because he waits for her. Everyone else, the second she's let, she's found innocent. Everyone stops caring about her. And then they run outside because somebody else has been shot. Women were crazy in the 20s, apparently. Or at least in this movie, right? Like, cause, I'm just yeah. was real life. I'm kidding. Women are murdering a lot of people. Well, yeah. um, I learned something I didn't know, uh, but the play Chicago, um, the movie All That Jazz from the 70s, is about the, the writing of the musical Chicago. Um, somehow connected. I still don't completely... I haven't seen All That Jazz yet, but... Originally, um, for the Take 5 Challenge, I was supposed to watch All That Jazz because Big Tuna thought I'd seen Chicago. And when I told him I hadn't seen Chicago yet, he switched it because he's like, no, you need to watch Chicago first. It just adds something to when you watch All That Jazz. So that's on my list to watch in the near future um, as a result of seeing this movie and being very intrigued by its connection to All That Jazz. And, of course, the opening song is All That Jazz that Catherine Zeta-Jones sings. So I'm assuming that's the name. That's why the other movie's called that. Mm Hmm. Um, you know, while I enjoyed this film, I thought the production was great. We've talked song numbers and uh, cast, and I don't know. I feel like that's it. I don't have any much else to say. Like I've, it's 
it's a movie that won Best Picture. I don't know. Um, I did look. Uh, in fact, I do want to talk about that. Let me pull that back up. Um, I went looking to see what what it beat, especially since you didn't like this movie, Corey. I'm curious now uh, what your thoughts will be about what it beat um, in 2003. Um, what else was in the competition for uh, this award? Um, of course, I'm not going to be able to pull it up fast now. I had it the other day, and now it's not. Oh, here it is. So, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. These are the. F- this was back when the Oscars only had five nominees for Best Picture. Um, so, you have Chicago, The Hours, Gangs of New York, Ugh. The P- The Pianist, um, and Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Okay, so I've never You're... seen The Hours. I've never seen the seen The Pianist me either um and that's that's probably bad for both of those i, I think because um, i i mean i like nicole kidman she's in the hours and i forget who else is. um i think Meryl, it looks like maybe Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. and i'm forgetting there's a third one i think it's sisters isn't it i think it's based on a famous author i i don't know but i know that i'm pretty sure i bought that movie for my grandma in 2003 oh. on on dvd because she asked for it for her birthday or something um julianne moore it might have been a year later but Oh, Julianne Moore's in it too. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a cast that I definitely am it, on board with. Yep, it's about uh oh Virginia Woolf. Oh yeah. Wow. So I really need to see this. Yeah. So let's put okay. on our list. Um, I've only seen the Lord of the Rings, and that would definitely get my that would get my vote over this movie. Wait, 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 wait. You you ugh, Gangs <laughs> of New York. I tried Have watching that and I can't get through it. We t- we just talked about that, right? Like, yeah. you recently tried to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Like, Not I last know his Sunday, but the Sunday before, it just the whole movie. I watched a lot of it, but it just seemed like a caricature. I was just like, I don't know. I'm how can I take this seriously? What are you trying to sell me right now? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I I. Get fired. I... <laughs> no, 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 no. I skipped that movie for a long time. Um, I watched it just a few years ago, and I uh. I enjoyed it when I watched it. I have only watched it in in its entirety once. I have watched bits and pieces since then. John C. Riley's also in that movie, it should be noted. Um, but I really liked uh, Daniel Day Lewis in, in that film, and I am a Martin Scorsese supporter. Not that he needs me, but I tend to like his movies. Um, and like I, I'm a fan of Hugo, which a lot of people don't talk about because it is a PG film for That's him. It's a good movie. But, it is a very good movie, and I, I like Gangs of New York. I don't think it's perfect. There's definitely problems with it. Biggest being Leo's uh, accent not being able to be Irish. I wish he hadn't tried. Just, um, just be yeah. Just talk like a Yankee. <laughs> yeah, because it it does not work when it's in and out like constantly. But uh, I I was one kind of excited to see Lord of the Rings. I didn't remember it being nominated for Best Picture. I don't either. And that that doesn't feel like a type of movie that would normally get a Best Picture nod. So that's I was impressed to see it on the list. Uh huh. Um. And I would have loved for that to win, but I don't, I, I couldn't make a strong argument that Gangs of New York should win, and I haven't seen the other two films, so I'm not, I'm not upset with Chicago. I think this is an interesting thing to look at, though, because next week's movie, and this is a good segue, um, or it will be, next week's movie is a very controversial Best Picture winner. Oh, shoot. Um, so, um, b- before we talk about next week's movie, do you have anything else from Chicago you really want to say um, it felt really long, and, and now I know why I hadn't watched it in such a long time. <laughs> it took many. I had to leave many times. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, one, um, I I 
didn't have that problem at all. I did have to pause, but not because of the movie. I had to pee, and uh, so yeah, that did happen. But um, I watched it kind of late too on uh, Monday Monday evening after a very long day and and crazy stuff just going on everywhere. But um, it ended up being a good conclusion to our day, and my wife and I both liked it. Um, so yeah, we're definitely in different opinions on this one. Um, I, I, I think, um, I don't even remember what I rated it at this point because my week has been so long, but, Hold on, I'll pull um, that what, up. <laughs> what rating do you think, uh, you would give it, Corey? I'm on, uh, not a total waste of time. Oh, you would? Yeah, I don't feel like it's bad, like, avoid, like, the plague bad because the music is still good. Okay. And I do So that's, love, that's your one element. And I do love the costuming. I, uh... God, their hair in this movie, whoever did the costuming and the makeup and the hair, I hope they won some, you know, some awards too, because they did a great job. But, yeah, that's, I don't feel like it's a, I don't feel like it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Well, that's good, because I definitely would think that's a bit much, but um, I, I did go with must see, and that's what I thought, but I was like hesitant to oh, yeah, say that. Oh yeah, just pulling it up. Um, I, I very much enjoyed the movie um i think there's a lot of great stuff in it i like the uniqueness of it that it is um that it's not a traditional musical in the sense that most of the songs are in their head which allows for some really cool editing because you get to do these back and forth between the reality and and then the the musical number which i think is really um interesting and most of the songs give a lot of exposition about the characters and who they are particularly mr cellophane um where you hear him kind of how he feels that he feels like he's invisible and nobody notices him and he's he's kind of in the uh the sad clown the tramp um clown costume but it's not over the top like the makeup's very subtle like you can see it's there but it's very very light um and man i just thought his character was so heartbreaking um because he's such a loyal man to this woman who does not deserve his loyalty and uh you know i I really like that that song so Overall, I found the movie very enjoyable, unlike Corey, and uh, it gets the must-see rating from me. Um, that might be the biggest discrepancy we've ever had on a movie. Um, yeah, you weren't talking about not... that one. No, and I, you know, you've seen it twice, so it's less likely for me to be able to pull that off. Because um, you know, once that happens, you've probably made your mind up, kind of thing. <laughs> All right, well, let's look ahead to next week. Um, We'll be recording early next week. Uh, the episode will drop at the normal time, but I will be in South by Southwest next Friday, so we won't record on our normal Friday night. Um, but we're looking, and I, this is a weird coincidence, as we're going to be going um, to the next year's Best Picture. Well, I guess it's two years with Best Picture winner. Um, but this one is one I've heard a lot of controversy about, it being the Best Picture winner. Um, it's 2000 and... Oh, wait. Oh, that's even more interesting. It's the 2006 Oscar winner for Best Picture, yet it is dated as a 2004 movie, which is odd. Um, usually it would have to be a 2005 movie. I don't know if that's part of the controversy or not, but it is Crash from 2004. Uh, Corey, have you seen this movie? No, I avoided it because of all of the hype. Mm. Well, it's got a huge cast, um, tons and tons of people. also scares me. Uh, directed by Paul Haggis, I'm not familiar with. Um, also written by, uh, stars Don Cheadle, Sandra Bullock, uh, Thandi Newton, Karina Aroyavi. I'm totally butchering that name. Um, I'm skipping ahead to some people I know. Michael Pena, Tony Danza, 
Keith David, who is always good whenever he shows up and stuff. Matt Dillon's in this movie. Um, we got man, there's some people, boy. This is a huge cast. My understanding, it's a multitude of storylines connected with a car crash. The plot summary says Los Angeles citizens with vastly separate lives collide in interweaving stories of race, loss, and redemption. Um, so this, again, won a Best Picture, but from what I've heard Dang. by many, it's one that people are not, uh, they don't think it's deserving of Best Picture. Now, I'm going to try to pull up. I want to say this because I recognize that name for some reason, and he is... It says on Wikipedia, oh. he is best known as screenwriter and producer for consecutive Best Picture Oscar m- winners, Million Dollar Baby in 2004 and Crash in 2005. As director or as um, writer? The latter of think... which he also directed. Okay, so Clint Eastwood, because Clint Eastwood directed Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the Best Picture nominees and I, I immediately see why this movie is probably not deserving of the award that year. It is up against Capote. Um, with with Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is supposed to be amazing, I've never seen. It's up against Munich, directed by Steven Spielberg, which is supposed to be great. I've never seen. Um, the one that I think should have probably won, based on what I've heard, Brokeback Mountain, Ugh. directed by Ang Lee, which I've still not seen, but is uh, in my list to watch this year. In fact, for Movie Club later on. But um, and then Good Night and Good Luck, which I don't remember that movie. I think that that was. I can like remember the. The poster or something from it yeah that has the black and white poster yep it's about a secret well, okay so i can totally see why um people would be very upset about like brokeback mountain not winning because so many people rave about the performances in that film and about the movie and the message the movie conveys um it does have michelle and it. yeah and then capote I, i've heard so much good stuff so yeah crash um is a little surprising uh to be the winner based on what i know of it but we've never seen it i bought it a while ago so we're gonna watch it that's gonna be our episode coming up next week so if you uh want to have your thoughts on crash maybe your opinion of why it doesn't deserve to be best picture winner or why it does um or comments on the podcast you can email us at contact at burkreviews.com um you can follow us on the social medias I am at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And if this episode was off at all, I apologize. It is late. I have to get up super early in the morning. Um, I am very, very tired. So I hope it's not too bad of an episode. But uh, we did enjoy, well, I enjoyed Chicago. Corey hated it. Um, but we would love to hear your thoughts. Maybe hate's too strong. Corey disliked it. <laughs> yes. Um, f- please go to BurkeReviews.com. Um, read my reviews, share them, share our podcast, rate and review our podcast, and uh, check out some of the supporting websites that we're, we're making lots of friends um, with other small you know, f- film critics. Uh, a lot of us, I guess we would call ourselves amateur as we are not making a living doing this. It's something we're just passionate about. Um, Matt Hudson being a great example from what I watched tonight. Um, there's tons of them out there, and I can't, I can't stress enough, you know, uh, there a lot of work goes into those things and give give them a chance a lot of times you'll find you connect with some of those critics more than you might some of those big name critics so um with that i think we're done Corey. have a good evening thanks you too bye guys this has been a burke reviews podcast burke reviews.com <laughs>